Welcome to Blind Like Me, the podcast. We share inspirational stories from the visually impaired community and explore accessible technology and services. Blind Like Me is a community of shared experiences, motivating each other to break down barriers. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been in the broadcast industry for over 30 years in Canada and was the first legally blind student in British Columbia to attend public school. Tim has never let his disability stand in the way of his goals. Well, welcome to another edition of Blind Like Me. Thanks very much for listening to our podcast wherever you're listening from. And of course, you can check out our new website, blindlikeme.net. All of our episodes are up there. Check it out, blindlikeme.net. And if you want to get hold of us, we've got a contact page there for you as well. Well, this week, we talked to a lady by the name of Erica Rodek. Erica is working with the Canadian National Institute for the Blind here in Canada in Winnipeg, the CNIB. They have a really neat program called Come to Work. They're trying to get employers to hire the blind and visually impaired. We're going to talk about that program and maybe give you some tips and tricks on writing a resume and submitting a resume. We'll talk all about that and more. Erica, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. And you're in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I am. Winter's finally left Winnipeg. Yes, yes, <laughs> finally. <laughs> Erica, tell me a little bit about yourself. Now, obviously, uh, you are visually impaired as well. I am. Yes, I have been blind since birth. And for most of my life, I haven't had any useful vision. I had a little bit of vision when I was really small, but I lost that quite quickly. So I've lived most of my life not having vision. So that's just something that I'm I'm used to. And I've just gotten used to doing things without vision. I know Braille, I use JAWS, et cetera. Tell me, Erica, what was life for you when you were younger? Obviously, you know, not having sight. How was how was life for you? What were your challenges? Well, to be honest, because I've never had vision, at least not to the point where I can remember, to me, being blind is just normal. Mm -hmm. So just getting used to doing things without vision to me is just second nature. And so to me, it's just sort of part of me and not all of who I am, but part of who I am. And I honestly think that the challenges that I've faced in my life that relate to being blind are actually related to people's attitudes and the way that people treat me because of me not having vision, not because of not being able to see in itself. Explain that to me. I found that a lot of the time in school, I didn't have the same experiences that sighted children would have. I was in a system where I had you know, an educational assistant, resource teachers, that kind of thing. And everyone was wonderful. I know that everyone definitely was was well-intentioned and wanted to help me and everything. But I there was that barrier, right? So because I had an educational assistant, which I needed, mm -hmm. it was harder for me to make friends because kids don't really want to hang out with a teacher, right? And yeah. so I had a lot of experiences with peer rejection, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, things did get better as I got older. And I'm, I'm very thankful that I have many friends now and many people that, that I care about and care about me and many positive relationships. But building up those networks was definitely something that was difficult for me in terms of trying to find employment. I mean, I can use a computer fine mm -hmm. as long as it has JAWS, right? right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I can get around a building fine if I'm given an orientation, right? right. Yeah. So it's, it's unfortunate because 
I find that a lot of the time employers aren't willing to give me a chance because they think that they're going to have to assist me all the time or that I'm not going to be capable of doing things. And I mean, we all need assistance from time to time, regardless of our disabilities. Mm -hmm. But I mean, most people who are blind or partially sighted, at least from my experience, strive for independence. It's what I my my hope is, is that over time, employers will see people with vision impairments or any disability as uh, not a liability and that they'll focus on on their skills and what they can do Mm -hmm. and also see the disability as an asset. Because I think in a lot of cases, people with disabilities have to problem solve and be creative and think about things differently because we have to, because we have to be adaptable. Right. And this is something that you were on a panel here in Manitoba. They were doing a thing about accessibility Manitoba. Employers should find that people with disabilities are more valuable than less. Yes. Where do we sit in our world with the amount of people who are visually impaired or blind? Uh, We know we've heard the statistics that uh, 80% are are unemployable. That number in 2021 still astounds me. Oh, for sure. I myself was lucky enough to, you know, have my first job when I was 18 years old. I was the first blind guy ever working in a McDonald's and they never thought that I could do it. And I ended up being a manager for, you know, for several years at a McDonald's. But it it still shocks me that, that we're at that high of a percentage of people who are unemployed. Explain a little bit about why this is. From my experience and from things that I've just kind of heard anecdotally from other people, it just seems like it's a lack of education because I find a lot of the time people just don't know that, oh, yeah, there are screen readers that can be downloaded for free and Mm -hmm. people can learn to navigate environments independently. You don't have to guide them around all day, every day. Just all of these little things that I find people just aren't aware. I know I was doing a presentation as part of my role as the outreach coordinator for CNIB Come to Work. And one of the people that I was presenting to, I was talking about Come to Work and what we do and everything. And they said, well, I don't know if that would would work for us. And I said, oh, okay. May I ask why not? And they said, well, it's because we have stairs. I mean, of course, there are. (laughs) people who have vision impairments who would have other considerations and may not be able to do stairs. But that example, it just shows the assumptions that people have that because people can't see that they can't do stairs, can't Mm -hmm. do other things. And I think there just needs to be more education and just everyone being more open about instead of assuming that people can't Mm -hmm. assume that they can. And even if there's something they can't do, try to figure it out together so that they can contribute. So tell me a little bit about the Come to Work program. This is what you're doing. You're an outre- doing the outreach program. Tell me what uh, what this is all about, the steps you go through, and, and are you having success? I have been in this position since February 2020, and I started off primarily doing outreach. So I would reach out to employers in Saskatchewan and Manitoba and see if they were interested in learning a little bit more about our program. And if they said yes, then I would prepare and deliver virtual presentations. And I mean, the goal is to maybe have people you know, send us job postings or kind of partner with us in that way, right? And unfortunately, that hasn't happened. I mean, 
at least not not for me. I can't speak to what other people have been working on, but at least for me, the people that I reached out to, we haven't actually had someone say that, oh, yes, we have this job posting. Please send this out to your participants. And I like to think that a lot of that is because of COVID. I know that Mm -hmm. many employers are being more cautious about kind of who they let in their buildings and they're not necessarily hiring new people. They're just trying to hire back the people that they had to let go. So I'm trying to be understanding and give people the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing that I do with Come to Work that I, I started, I kind of took on some new responsibilities as of as of this year in, in April is I am working a little bit more, more with the participants. And so what come to work does for job seekers who are blind or partially sighted Mm -hmm. is we help people find the skills and give them the tools that they'll need in order to look for work for themselves. So we're not an employment agency. We don't quote unquote, get people jobs, but we have workshops on resume writing, cover letters, interview skills. Uh, We've done some mock interview sessions over Zoom so that people can practice these skills so that they can apply for jobs independently and be able to be successful. Mm -hmm. And that that is a challenge for a lot of people because they don't realize the skills that they may have. Um, As you say, you can use a computer like a whiz, but you know, you're just using it a little bit differently than say the average person is. Exactly. You're using it differently than I use it. Um, oh, for sure. You, you know, you're using JAWS where I just zoom everything in when I need to see something closer. Um, but that still doesn't mean that you can't, you know, go and work in an office setting. What are some of the careers that the blind and visually impaired are looking for? I think it's a very wide range. I mean, there are people who want to do admin customer service work. There are people who are in computer programming, particularly with people who have partial sight, people work in retail and, and work with, uh, with animals doing things, you know, with their hands, maybe working with wood. Mm -hmm. I have a good friend who is vision impaired and is a teacher. I mean, it's a wide, wide range of things. And that's why, it kind of, I don't want to say bothers me because mm-hmm. I know people are, are well-meaning and they, they honestly don't know they're adjusting to their own vision loss, et cetera. However, it kind of, I don't know, I guess grades on me a little bit when I'm speaking to clients and they say, oh, well, what jobs can people who are blind do? Because I think unless it involves driving or you yeah. know something like that, for the most part, anything. Can we please have in any job application, the sentence taken off must have a valid driver's license. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Unless that, you're a truck driver or something, I yeah. mean, you don't need that. No, I, I you know, I mean, I, I've applied for, for many jobs over the years and, and uh, that is one of the ones that always makes me laugh is the fact that you must have a valid driver's license. Well, you know, I've secured many a job not having a driver's license because somebody will always drive me. Or, you know, the employers that I've worked for have made accommodations that they'll allow my wife, you know, to drive the the vehicle that needs to take me somewhere. Right? right. We have to move past that. We have to move past the 1970s and 1980s and 1990s. Uh, we're in the 2000s now and, and our world, we think it's accessible, but it's still not as accessible as we, we would like it to. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. What else are you trying to tell the sighted 
employer about those who are visually impaired and blind? I think the main thing is to just approach us in the same way that you would approach anyone else while still being accommodating. And I know that that can be a bit confusing for people. And sometimes people are, are kind of like, you know, which is it, right? But I know, like to give an example, I know for myself, when it comes to communication, I find it really respectful when people speak to me in the way that they would speak to anyone else. So even though I don't have vision, yes, I do watch TV. If I'm walking down the hallway, someone says hi to me, I'll say, oh, I saw so-and-so today, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I ask what color things are just because I'm curious Mm -hmm. or so people don't need to be scared to use site-related words or those kind of things because I mean, a lot of us who are in the vision impaired community use them as well. Mm. And it's people just need to, I think, become more comfortable. And I know it's a slow process and it's it's difficult Mm. and it's not going to happen overnight. And I think in a lot of cases, when people have an opportunity to meet someone who is blind or has partial sight, whatever the case may be, you know, some of those fears are are alleviated. Mm -hmm. But I, I think. And, and and I think one can do that while still being accommodating. So instead of just sort of grabbing somebody's arm, hey, do you need some assistance? Right. You know, um, people don't question it when people who are sighted need, I don't know, like um, their chair adjusted a certain way or yeah. they want to sit by a window away from a window. And I think just normalizing accommodation. What would be some of the tips that you would give the blind or visually impaired who are applying for jobs? I would say, and I know this is this is hard. I know it can take people years to be comfortable in themselves and and with identifying as a person who is blind, partially sighted, has vision loss, however they want to identify. However, I would say that the more comfortable people can get with themselves, that more comfortable people are going to be around them. So, I mean, um, I know disclosure is a difficult thing. Some people, uh, you know, are are always out, so to speak, and, and others are not. Mm-hmm. But being able to disclose when you need to without making it sound like it's sort of a big deal or making it sound like it's something that you're really uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. If you can just say, you know, yeah, you know, I'm I'm blind and this is what I use, you know, use a screen reader, this, this, this. But, you know, these are my skills and this is what I can do. I think I think when people can tell that we're confident in, in what we can do and our abilities, mm-hmm. then they'll be confident in us. But again, I know that that's, that's a hard thing and that can be a difficult place to get to. Is disclosing one's visual impairment something that one should be, I mean, this is always one of those things, right? When you're sending in an application, uh, do you disclose that off the top of a cover letter? You know, if you disclose your visual impairment, you're red flagged right away. So do we do that or do we not do that? I honestly think it's up to the individual. I mean, I know for myself, as I said in the panel discussion, because of the way that my eyes are and because I use a cane and because of the way that I navigate, I can't hide that I'm blind. So I, right. I can't, like if somebody sees me, they they know right away, right? So for me, that's not really a question. I mean, in my resume and cover letter, 
because I don't have a lot of work experience, Mm -hmm. I don't outright disclose, but I would think people would figure it out just because most of my experience has been volunteering with disability organizations. Correct. So, I mean, I personally would say that I kind of do, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't say like, you know, hi, I'm Erica and and I'm blind. Right. Right. Like I, I, it's just kind of, kind of implied. And I mean, I've gotten interviews. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and I'm not just with CNIB and right. So, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I have friends who, who do have partial sight and, and you couldn't tell just to see them navigate that they have low vision and, and they choose not to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay too. I think people have to do whatever works for them, whatever they're comfortable with and whatever they think is going to help them be successful. There's still a big hurdle that people have to get over. Yes, definitely. And it, and it's it's a hurdle that people either are scared to offend you know the person. Yes. I think that's that's probably one of the biggest things is yes. nobody, nobody wants to be offended. And I think I, I mean I I don't want to tell people to sort of you know get over that because it's not that simple. But I, I mean honestly, I think for the most part, um, people will tell you or you'll be able to sense if you've done or said the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I I don't speak for the vision impaired community. I I can't, I can only speak for myself, but my advice would be to just speak as you would to anyone else and have the same sort of um, approach, expectations, whatever the case may be. And if it doesn't work for someone, Mm -hmm. uh, they'll tell you or you'll pick up on, you know, maybe that something made them uncomfortable. But I would say err on the side of just approaching them as you would anyone else. Erica, if you want to find out more information about the program that you're doing, uh, how do they find out about it? Uh, You can go to cnib.ca and look for our uh, Come to Work program. Okay. And um, yeah, I thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed this discussion. Erica, thank you very much. I, I uh, really appreciate you spending some time with us and uh, and telling us all about this program. I think it's a fabulous thing, and I hope that uh, more of the uh, blind and visually impaired community reach out to you and get involved with this. On the other side of that, I hope more of the sighted uh, community uh, who you know are are currently not looking at hiring people who are blind and visually impaired start looking at the community and and hiring them. Let's see if we can get that. Uh, 80% down much lower than, than it is right now. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to Blind Like Me. If you have a story idea or you'd like to share information about new assistive technology, visit us at blindlikeme.net or send an email to info at timblackonair.com. Blind Like Me is a timblackonair.com production.